Hello everyone, this is Levi Gelb from the Chassidish Parsha, and you're listening to the new podcast, Chassidus, which is an explanation in English of Sefer HaMaymarim Tafrish Samaches from the Rebbe Rashab, each episode containing an explanation of one page from that Sefer with the goal to finish the entire Sefer. And at the beginning of every episode, we'll also have a synopsis of the previous episode. You'll also notice in the description for that day's episode, there'll be a short synopsis in English, and also there'll be a link there to become a monthly supporter to make this show possible. Um, please tap the link in that description or visit anchor.fm slash to become a monthly supporter. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope you enjoy. We're three lines on the top of page, Kuf Chav Zayin, 127. We've just been speaking about this concept of that the whole purpose of the shattering of the vessels in the world of Toyu was in order to bring about a feeling of yeshus, of independent existence, of creations that feel themselves separate from Hashem and have their own independent feeling, in order that there should be the concept of avoida, of divine service, of going against your nature, serving Hashem despite the obstacles, and also the concept of reward and punishment, can only happen through the shattering of the vessels, which creates a possibility for the bringing into existence of, of evil, and of tuma, of klipa. So, and where, whereas above the worlds of, above these created worlds of Briyatia both in the infinite worlds of like Akudim, there's not there's no possibility of avoida because there is no feeling of separateness there. Also in the world of Atsilas, even though there's already vessels which limit the divine energy and which cause definition, but those vessels don't feel their own separate existence and therefore there is no possibility for this concept of service of Hashem going against your nature because there is no separate nature yet. Even if there is a separate nature, it doesn't feel itself a separate nature. So three lines on the top. Being that the divine energy in the world of Atsilas is enclosed, enmeshed within the vessels. What, what does that mean, that it's enclosed in the vessels? The whole concept of enclosement, when we say that the, a light, divine energy is enclosed in the vessels of Atsilas, it's not just like that it's found within it. It means more than just like you put something inside of a box. It's, it's that this, whatever is within that, whatever is enclosed within it, it means that it's totally revealed within it and unified with that vessel. Like it's explained in another place. That is the concept of enmeshment, of enclosement. So the, the, the divine energy in the world of Atsilas is so revealed within the vessels that it becomes totally unified with those vessels and therefore the vessels don't feel their own separate existence at all. Just like similar to but not totally um, synonymous, like the body and the soul. The soul is revealed, becomes clothed in the body to the extent that the body is totally uh, unified with the energy of the soul. It does not have any separate existence um, than the energy of the soul. Whatever the soul wants it to do, the body automatically does without even having to command it at all. So that's why in the world of Atsilas you can't talk about this idea of avoidah. Therefore, being that the divine energy, the, the light of Hashem that shines in Atzilus is unified with the vessels, therefore the vessels are totally nullified, don't feel their own separateness, and unified with Hashem. The infinite energy of Hashem. And automatically you can't talk about this concept of divine service going against your nature, against the obstacles. Oh, so like, like for example, a person. 
the fact that a person, the person's finger is totally nullified to the person himself, you don't, it, it, the, the finger is not nullified to the person in a way of a void, of that you have to force your finger against its nature to listen to you, to listen to the person's des- desire, will, meaning the person's soul, really, which is the energy and the power of the person. Because the person and his finger are totally one. They're unified, they're, the, the finger is part of me, it's part of my body. I don't have to command my finger. It's not something separate, like a servant, that I would have to say, please do this for me because the servant is not me. The finger is totally one with me. Even though the finger of a person is totally un- incomparably lower, you can't compare the finger at all, the little teeny finger, to the soul itself, to the spiritual soul. And therefore you might think that there's such a great difference that the soul has to command, so to say, the finger to listen to it. But the, the, um, the ray... The revelation of the soul totally becomes enclosed, enmeshed within the finger, and therefore automatically, like we just said before, unified with the finger, to the extent which the finger is totally nullified to the soul. And therefore, the finger is totally is automatically nullified to the the will of the soul. When the person wills, desires to move the finger, that's really the soul. His soul is desiring to move that finger because the soul gives the energy to the body to move and to do anything. So when the person has the desire to move his finger, it, auto- it happens automatically without having to command the finger because the finger is totally nullified to the energy of the soul. When a person arises, ar- a person's will to move his finger, this happens automatically and immediately without any, having, without any time, having time to wait. Um, if it wouldn't be, if the soul wouldn't be enclosed within that finger, therefore you would have to the soul would have to extend from some, maybe from the brain all the way down to the finger, and then the finger would move. That would imply that the finger is not totally nullified to the soul, but that's not how it is. And this is the similar idea to the vessels of the ten spheres of the world of Atzilus. They're totally nullified and unified with the infinite energy of Hashem, which enclosed within them. Therefore, you cannot speak about the concept of Avoida, of divine service, of going against any independent nature in that world of, of Atzilus. Only in the world, the lower created worlds of Bria Tziratziah, only in the lower worlds of Bia, which the God, the energy, um, doesn't shine within those worlds in a revealed way, and it, this energy is also not comprehended, not grasped, and not felt within those lower created worlds. Um, the godly energy and the godly vitality is not felt within them, and automatically also these worlds are not naturally bottled, not naturally nullified to the energy which enlivens them every moment. Because even though godly energy is enclosed within those worlds, is shining within them, but it doesn't shine within them in, them in, a, in a revealed way because we're talking about lower vessels that have already experienced, they already feel their own independent existence, and therefore they're not total perfect receptacles to receive that light, if they were more refined and didn't feel their own existence, therefore they would be totally, they would be perfect vessels to channel that light and they would be totally nullified to it. But being that we're talking about the created worlds, they feel their own existence, so the light of Hashem doesn't shine in a revealed way within them and therefore automatically it is not, there is not a natural um, feeling of bittal within them. Therefore we can talk about the concept of 
so divine service in the world, world, lower worlds of Biyah, v'schar v'ein eshkolah in reward and punishment. V'zeh gufa liyas Biyah, v'vichinas yesh, zeh ol ha'idei shvira sakelem te'il. And this whole idea, this itself, the idea that there should be this concept of the lower worlds, the created worlds of Biyah Tirasiyah, and that they, sh- they should feel their own separate existence, that comes about through the shattering of the vessels in the world of Tayyut, like we said. So now let's explain why the shattering of the vessels in the world of Tayyut brings this feeling about. The concept of um, shattering of the vessels in the world of Tayyut, it's known and it's explained in other places that the way we can understand it is this idea of the separation and the spreading apart of letters. Letters are like vessels, receptacles, um, like the vessels of the ten spheres. Each letter contains a certain part of a certain energy which expresses a certain concept through those letters. And when you put them together and you form a word with them, then that word altogether expresses a whole concept. But each letter has a, is a channel for a certain type of energy, a certain uh, intellectual idea. But when you take those letters and you separate them, and you cause them to become apart, then there's no word, the, the concept doesn't shine, doesn't reveal the, through them at all anymore. Like, for example, when you take different letters and you put them together, you combine them together to form one word. Then there is expressed through them a intellectual idea, the, the light of the intellect, so to say. But when the, you, you disconnect, you separate all these letters from each other, then this intellectual concept which, which is being expressed through these letters is now becomes removed from them. It's not shining through them anymore. So this is the a analogy to understand the idea of the shattering of the vessels in the world of Tayyu. That the vessels, the ten spheres in the world of Tayyu, they were ten spheres in the world of Tayyu, but now these different spheres, they used to work they used to work together, working together. Usually they do work together like they do in the world of Tikkun, in the world of Atsilas. So to say, working together to form one word, but in the world of Tayyu, they couldn't work together. It's the ten letters trying to form one word, but they couldn't because of the intensity of the energy, and therefore they all became, all these letters, all these receptacles of the ten spheres became nispazu and nispardu. They became uh, spread apart, separated. Oasis for the, the letters, meaning the, the vessels of the ten spheres. And automatically the godly energy uh, was removed from these vessels of the ten spheres, the letters, so to say. And then the shattered parts of these vessels now fell down below into the lower worlds, the created worlds. And being that, this whole process of the shattering of the vessels, one of the, point, one of the parts of this process is that the godly energy now is removed from the vessels. So automatically, now that the the, the godly energy is gone, automatically the, what is produced from that is that these vessels now do not feel that, energy, that godly energy anymore. And therefore they become, their independent existence, their feeling of themselves, it becomes overwhelming. Because the only way that, the, that a vessel is not feeling its own independent existence is because the godly energy is so revealed within it and overtakes it, overpowers it, doesn't feel itself anymore. But now, the, the, the shattering of the vessels, the, the light becomes removed from the vessel, and therefore the vessel which falls down to the, the created worlds of Biyah feels, itself, feels its own independent existence. Um, 
and therefore it brings about through that through that removing of the light and the, the shattering and the falling of the vessels it brings about a feeling of yeshus of independent existence in the worlds of the created worlds of Briyatir as explained in the Mimer the Mimer which explains the Mimer which is entitled Rashi Amatis now we can say that the reason the reason for this idea of the shattering of the vessels in the world of Tayu which is compared to the separating and spreading apart of the letters and the meaning that the and then the intellectual concepts being removed from the letters when they're separated similarly the god the energy being removed from the vessels when they are separated what is the reason for this because the the spheres of the world of Tayu were in an aspect of yesh they were they felt their independent existence. They had too much yeshes, too much feeling of self. As it's known that in the world of Tayu, in this world of chaos, where there was too much energy and not enough uh, ability for the vessels to contain that energy, in that world, there was a toikefa'ir, there was the intensity of the revelation of the godly energy, intensity of the light. In a way of very intense uh, motive attributes, intense emotions, like we were saying before about a child, intense emotions of a child, and also compared to the um, calmness of intellect. Ana emlich davke, like uh, is expressed in this this uh, saying, Ana emlich that I will rule specifically only I. Meaning each sphere felt that only he, only it wanted to be the only existence in the ruler over all of that world of, of Tayu. That's how we said in the previous Maima that the spheres in the world of Tayu were each one underneath the other. And that, that's what we're saying over here in this Maima, the one way of organizing the, organizing the spheres. The previous Maima maybe getting mixed up. But anyway, the point is that the, in the world of Tayu also the spheres were the each one underneath the other. There wasn't the idea of a skalus inclusion inclusiveness between the spheres because each sphere was had so in such an intense energy that was enlivening it and such an infinite unbounded energy it made it feel that i that they made it feel this intense emotion that i am the only existence here to the extent that they weren't able to have any inclusiveness and they there was a shattering and the, each sphere did not give any space for the opposite sphere. Chesed didn't leave room for Gvura because Chesed was so unlimited and so intense that there was no room for a feeling of Gvura, which was opposite to it. This is the reason for the shattering of the vessels. They couldn't work together. There was no inclusiveness. Automatically, each one's existence was too strong and it just shattered. It broke. It was too intense. Uh, couldn't handle that intensity. The vessels couldn't handle that intensity. And therefore, when the, these vessels of these intense spheres of the world of Tehu fell down below into the lower worlds of that brought about, through that, that brought about the feeling of Yesh also in the world, the lower worlds, the created worlds of Briyatsirasiya. It brought about that feeling of the independent existence, a feeling of self.
And similarly, um, this aspect of a rotsi of toyu. So the spheres themselves in toyu were very intense. Each one was super intense, and therefore they had a yeshes to them, a feeling of self, and the feeling that I am the only existence here because of the intense unlimited energy which was revealed in them. So too, also this, I guess this um, tenua of Ratsu, this, this mode of the, the spheres we're in, of Ratsu, of yearning, of longing, of desiring to go out of their existences and connect to the infinite energy of Hashem, the true essence of Hashem. So this Ratsu of Toyu, all the spheres of Toyu experience this intense yearning um, as it's known. And why did they experience this intense yearning to connect to the infinite essence of Hashem? Because of the intense revelation of, of godly energy which, which was revealed within them. Because of that revelation they wanted, they realized that this this world of this existence that they were in, the world of Toyu, and their limited spheres of Toyu was not the true existence. They wanted to connect to that infinite energy which came from somewhere, which came from above them, which came from the infinite essence of Hashem. So that's why they had this intense yearning, the Hine. So seemingly that also, that yearning also was what caused that they should um, shatter because the yearning was too much. Like it says in other places, this Ratsi without a Shuv brings to just Kalei Sanefesh. It brings to, when you just have a yearning without it, without also um, a desire to go back down to fulfill a purpose and go back into your limitations and live in the world and bring that energy down, then it leads to Kalei Sanefesh, expiring of the soul. It's too much. You're, 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 the intensity of the yearning is too much for your Kalim, too much for your uh, receptacles, the vessels, and therefore the light just leaves the vessels. Dehine Isabe Tzchaim Shar Mati Valei Mati Perik Aleph So it's brought in a Tzchaim, the gateway of Mati Valei Mati, which is basically the, the gateway of uh, Ratzi and Shuv, yearning and, and going back. And then the parentheses here, it says another abbreviation about another safer. I'm not sure what this abbreviation means. Somebody let me know if you know what it is. B'Shemesh, Shara Kedusha maybe, Shara Kudim, Daf Beis, Mavur Inyan Yeser. So in that safer, it explains this idea even more. In the world of Akudim, which is this one of the worlds of the Ain't Safe, it just said at the end of the previous page where all the spheres were akudim were included together in one kli. Um, there was ten different lights, ten different godly energies, and in a way, in a level of ksarim, of crowns, which usually implies a very intense energy, crown, like we just said, like the crown of a king. On the emlech, I will rule. Each one's energy was so intense, causing an intense yeshes, an intense desire, intense uh, feeling of self, they were all included in one point. An aspect of crown of a crown. So the world of Akudim is still above the world of Tayu. It's the world of the Ain Saif, the infinite worlds. So in that world, there were 10 intense energies, which, which is the source of the 10 spheres, the energy of the 10 spheres, eventually. But here they're all in one. They're all included in one point, meaning in one vessel. There's no there's no definition yet of each of the ten spheres, but each one of these ten energies is the intense keser, a keser type energy, a, you know, an emlich type of energy, a really intense, unlimited. I I'm the only existence type of energy. 
Nikudim, but then the next world down after Akudim comes the world of Nikudim, the world of points, which is the world of Toyu, which each each sphere now is its own point, uh, its own existence. Now all these ten lights of the world of Akudim have become revealed, and the, each one of these lights is which it was was an aspect of Keser, of crown, of an intense desire, of an intense desire to be the only existence, and that. Now desire has become revealed within the vessels in the world of Tayu. Before there was no vessels, they were all in one point with all in one vessel. This is this intense energy, intense called the energy of the world of Tayu, that the energy is an aspect of Keser, of crown. And also the, the vessel, not just the not just the God, the energy revealed in the vessels, but even the vessels were in this intense energy, they had this intensity of Keser. So Kesser is always this in the Seder Stashlis, it's the level which transcends the chain of creation and it's the revelation of the infinite energy of Hashem and that's why it's called the crown just like the crown is above the head it's the crown, this level of crown is above the Chochmah, even Chochmah of Atzilus even Chochmah of any of the worlds it's a level which totally transcends limitation and that's why it, it, it produces this feeling of intense energy of intenseness of self also that I'm the only existence and nothing else there's no room for anything else because this is an infinite revelation of energy, not leaving room for any other revelations of energy. Uh, and this is the reason for the yearning of Tayu, the yearning that the spheres of Tayu ex- uh, experience. The being that the energy that was revealed, the godly light and energy that was revealed in the world of Tayu was very intense and was in a revealed way also. Therefore, the spheres of Tayu only experience this nature of yearning. Alone, that's the only thing they experienced. There was no other nature that was able to balance that yearning and that desire to leave their existences. To there's nothing else to balance it to make them go back into their existences. In the world of Akudim, which is even higher than Tayu, in the world where all the energy of the ten spheres was included in one vessel, even though there was also this intense energy, because we're talking about a world that's even higher than Tayu, meaning there was an even more intense energy there. But being that in that world of Akudim, there were there was the utmost inclusiveness between all those ten energies, with the lack of feeling of self, the lack of existence, meaning they haven't yet taken on their own existences yet, and the ten each one in its own existence, in its own sphere, in its own definition. All these intense energies were included included together. Therefore, it's not possible this whole idea of yearning yet in that world because they're all included together there's an inclusiveness and when there's when there's an intense when there's an inclusiveness that means there is a there is a bittle there's a self-nullification each one's separate existence is including with the other one but the point is that there there was no real existence there was no form and definition to their existence because each sphere did not have yet its own keli that it was channeled through Therefore, they were able to conclude and be included, included together and coexist. But in the world of Toyo, where each one takes on its own separate existence, that intensity of that energy now makes each one's existence very powerful and want to overpower everyone else's existence. Uh, but the world of Toyo, now all the different energies, the ten energies, have become in a revealed way and taken on their own existence. And being that each one's existence was had such an intense energy, intense light to it, 
Automatically, this produced that it wasn't possible that there should be within these energies, within these um, spheres of Tayu, so much so, the descent and being held, so to say, down here, meaning being held in their own existences. So in the world of in the world of Tayu, being that now these intense this intense infinite energy became revealed in its own existence in the existence of each sphere, and they're experiencing a very intense infinite energy automatically. It was impossible. It wasn't possible that they should have this descent and being and being held in their own existences. They each one had such an intense energy. They just wanted to leave, to be yearning to expire back to their source. Uh, rather they just were all experiencing it, yearning it to become absorbed back in the infinite essence of Hashem so and that was all because this intensity and now had taken on a specific existence whereas in the world of Akudim there, even though there was the same intensity or even more but the intensity wasn't in, bound to a certain wasn't defined to a certain sphera but now in Toyu each this intensity is revealed in a certain defined um, sphera so therefore chesed was bleak was so intense it was so unlimited it didn't want any it, it wanted to be so to say the only existence and not leaving room for any, anything else and therefore also that intense energy um, the intense energy of each sphera wanted to leave and be connected back to the source of that energy. Whereas before in Akudim, being that they didn't have an a independent existence yet, they didn't have a defined existence, therefore there was no existence that should want to have a yearning to go back to its source. Only when the energy takes on a specific form, a specific existence, when it has an existence, then it can start wanting to yearn. But there is no existence there in the world of Akudim in the world of Akudim. But now in Akudim, each sphere is its, own, it is its own existence, and therefore it has its own experiences, it has its own desires. And the desires there are obviously very intense to connect back to the source of the infinite essence of Hashem. And it was impossible to hold them back down to, to their own um, defined existence of their own spheres. And that's, in the, that's all talking about the energy of the spheres of Tayu. But similarly with the Kalim, the vessels of the world of Tayu, being that the vessels also were in this aspect of Kester of crown type energy, of intense infinite energy. Which, what is this idea of the Kesser and the Kalim? It's the idea of Kalim Ketanim, small, limited vessels, in the aspect of circles, which usually implies a circular energy, which means an infinite, intense, infinite energy, just like a circle doesn't have a beginning or an end. Um, and it's always explained in Chassidus at the world of Toyu, the Kalim were ketanim, were too small, I meaning they, were, they weren't able to withstand, to handle the intense energy. Not sure yet how this connects to this idea of Kesser type of Kalim. And these small vessels are always experiencing this yearning. When the kalim are broad and wide, meaning they're able to withstand the intense energy, then they they experience a shuv, a desire to come to come back down, uh, to 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 descend. But when the vessels are in a state of katnas, of um, smallness, of immaturity, of not meaning of not of a non-ability to 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 
contain intense energy, then there is a there is a rotzi. So that's the, that's why these kalim are called kalim of keser. Keser is always implying this energy which transcends vessels, which transcends the which transcends limitation. And when is that experienced within kalim? Kalim only when the kalim are katanim, when they're small, meaning they they don't have the ability to to contain that and that energy which is revealed within them. That is when they experience this desire to yearn to get out of their own existences. They're too small to contain that energy. Therefore, they want to leave their smallness, their limit, their limitation, and to become included back into the unlimited energy. When a vessel is wide, is broad, it has the ability to contain the energy. Therefore, it doesn't have that that experience, that desire to leave. It's broad enough to contain the energy which is within it. And therefore, it feels good. It's containing that energy. But when it's too small, therefore, it just produces this idea, this this desire to yearn, to get out of its existence, its limited existence. So that's why these are Kesser type of Kalim. Kalim that are that want to transcend and leave the chain of creation. Um, and these are the Kalim of, of Toyu. They are Kalim Ketanim, not able to contain the in, the unlimited energy revealed in them, and therefore they always are experiencing a yearning and desire to go out of their limitations. Now the general idea of this rotze, of this yearning and longing and desire to leave one's own limited existence and become absorbed in godliness, that is opposite of the intention of the intention of the true intention the ultimate intention which of the essence of the infinite energy of Hashem the essence of the infinite God this idea of the yearning to leave reality to leave one's limitations and just totally become absorbed in his godly source is opposite the true intention of Hashem the main purpose of creation is that, that Hashem desires for creation is shuv is returning it's going down to the world and bringing down the godliness into the world. Uh, like it says in the verse, the world wasn't created for toyu, which means chaos, which means implies this idea of, what's the idea of toyu we explained before, is the main theme of toyu is rotsi, is this yearning, is leaving is leaving the vessels. The world wasn't created for rather to settle the world, it was created, was formed. The world, the world was formed with the purpose to be settled, meaning to the idea of sheves shuv, of bringing down godliness into the world. And even more so, it's known that the, this idea of this yearning, this rotzi, desire to leave reality, the main theme of that desire is yeshes, is one's own existence, one's own feeling of self. The when you when a person desires to leave his limited reality to become absorbed in godliness, what is that desire? It's my desire. Like Chassidus says, Yesh mi if There is a when a person is aroused in love, even though it's a godly love, it's a love to be absorbed and to be lost in godliness. But still, it's what you want. It's I love, I love, I want Hashem. Who says that? Who says that? That's the what, what Hashem wants from you. So the whole idea of Ratsi, its main its main base of this whole of this idea of Ratsi is Yeshis. There's a feeling of self. I want. I want to become I want to get out of this reality. Even though what is the subject of this desire, of the yearning, it's that a person wants to lose himself and become absorbed in godliness. But nevertheless, the, 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 the root, the source of this desire is starting from a person's own Yeshis, his own feeling of self.
he feels that he doesn't want to stay trapped in this reality, therefore he wants to get out of it, and he's yearning to be absorbed in godliness, and to lose his existence in Hashem. But still, it's all about his desire. And the other hand, the idea of shuv, of returning to reality and bringing godliness into this world, is the true self-effacement, the true self-nullification, in the sense of the person is truly putting himself on the side. He's putting his own feelings, his own ego, his own desires on the side here. Because here, shuv, what is a person doing? He is coming back to this limited reality, this physical reality, and he's having to deal with that world, but and to 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 fight with it almost, and to overcome it, and to bring godliness in that world. So this is not about a person's own desire. This is really just connecting to the ultimate desire of creation, Hashem's ultimate desire. Um, so it's, that's the true bittel. A person thinks when he's experiencing a rotze, a yearning, a love for Hashem, to lose himself in godliness. He thinks that that is the true. Um, bittel, actually, that's not bittel, and because it all starts from his desire, his what he wants. But here, when it's shuv, okay, come back to the world, bring godliness into the world. That is a true bittel. He's losing himself. He's putting himself on the side to do Hashem's purpose. However, this idea of the rotzi, the yearning to leave creation, take it for rotzi, and especially the intense desire, like we just explained about in the world of toyu, who can say yes. That is an aspect of yeshes, of a feeling of self. And how is that an expression of a person's own um, existence, his own feeling of self? Because he's he's putting himself, he's standing himself on his own desires, meaning he's saying, this is what I want, and this is my desire, and I'm going to hold by this desire without, you know, with the intensity, with the stubbornness. And... That's an expression of his own existence, of his own feeling of self. And see what it says in the Maimar Vayili Shayr, the weeks that we um, earlier in this um, in this Hemshech in the Sefer. The next page. And therefore, when the Kalim, when the vessels of the world of Tayu fell down, in a way of falling and breaking, of shattering of the vessels of the world of Tayyub because of the intensity of the energy, the godly energy there, that brought about the feeling of yeshis, the feeling of self and independent existence in the worlds, the lower worlds of Biyat, where these vessels, these shattered vessels fell too. Because, like we just said, the whole idea of Tayyub is, in general, the theme of Rotsay, of yearning, which, in general, is the source of that, the root of that feeling of of Ratsui is rooted in a person's own yeshes. Therefore, that yeshes is, is what caused the shattering of the vessels in Tayu, and then automatically, as a result of that, causing also the feeling of yeshes in the worlds of Biya, where these vessels fell down to. And that actually, for this very purpose, to create the yeshes in the worlds of lower worlds of Biya, that was the purpose of, that was the whole purpose of the shattering of the vessels of Tayyub. In order to bring about the feel, this existence of Yesh, the existence of a, basically a being that feels its own self and has its own desires and that there should be the possibility because of that for the idea of divine service, of going against your own desires, of going against your nature. So that is the whole reason why there is this this concept of the shattering of the vessels. It wasn't obviously something that happened by mistake. Hashem created 
this world of Toyu, oops, so there's too much light, therefore I shed the world, the vessel shattered, therefore I must create the world of Tikkun to fix my mistake, God forbid. It was uh, with a purpose in the beginning, because the only way to allow for this existence of a yesh, of a being which feels its own independent existence, could only happen through this way of shattering the vessels. It couldn't happen in a way of say the of a just a you know many de- um, degradations or diminishments of the divine energy, tzimtzum achar tzimtzum, you know one diminishment after the other until eventually they would become bring brought about this idea of yeshes. That would never happen because godliness is the opposite of yeshes. It's it's ayin. So the more the however much you're going to diminish it, it's never going to produce a feeling of yesh. The only way to bring about this idea of yeshes is this idea of shattering of the vessels in a way which is opposite of this idea of a chain, a chain-like descent, of an orderly fashion descent. This is just an afila, a falling. It fell out of nowhere. It's a shattering. It's, it doesn't make any sense. It just came out of nowhere. So this idea of the shattering of the vessels, which happened because of this intense energy, which is the intense yesh, yeshes, the intense rotsui, that brought about this shattering of the vessels to bring about also the feeling of yeshus in the worlds of Biyah, the lower worlds of existence. I'll stop there. Two lines on the top of the page. Kuf Chav 128. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the new podcast, Chassidus. This is Levi Gelb. And if anyone has any questions or any thoughts or feedback, please feel free to email me at rabbigelb at gmail.com. Also, please check out my website, chassidusonline.org, and sign up for our weekly email to receive a Maimra Mavur explanation on a Maimra from Torah Lukute Torah almost every week. And there you'll also find a, an archive for all our other, our older Maimarim that we've already explained on the weekly Parsha on the Yom Tovim. And also you'll notice in the description for this week's episode and for every week's episode a little link to become a monthly supporter, a partner in this uh, for this podcast. Please consider doing that. It will help greatly to allow the episodes to continue and to make them better. And you can also dedicate an episode in honor of memory of something or of a simcha. And to do that, please email, email me at rabbigelb at gmail. And we can mention that at the beginning and at the end of every of that episode. Thank you very much.